Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name's Jen A and I live here in Colorado. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is Thursday, February 17th, 2022, and it is 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the uh, we're not in a chapter. We're at the beginning of the book. It's called the preface. We're on page XI, and we're beginning with this is the fourth edition of the book. We're going to go ahead and read two paragraphs today, and we're going to end with the great medical benefactor. So today's readers for Team Thursday is the 12 Steps with Maura Z, 12 Traditions, Toby K. Reader of the text is Martha Z. Closing reader is Sam S, and our backup girl is Carmela G. Newcomer reader today would be Lisa O, and our second hour moderator is Nancy P. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, February 16, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study Recording, is 18,561. That's 18561. The 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study Recording is 18,562, 18562. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. What's our purpose here? Well, for OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And here at A Vision for You, a big book step study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So I will now ask Maura Z to read this 12 steps. Good morning, Maura. Good morning, Jen. Maura Z, Recovering in Virginia, the 12 Steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings, and that's my cat, I apologize. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us 
and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I pass. Thanks, Marzi. I'll now ask Toby Kay to read the 12 traditions. Hey, Toby. Hi, it's Toby Kay. Um, the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry the message to all overeaters who still suffer. Uh, six, the OA group would never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, the OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as much as such, sorry, OA as such would never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name would never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, or films. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions ever reminding us to share, to place, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. I pass. Hey, thanks so much, Toby Kay, for reading the 12 Traditions. Well, this is how the meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirements here for moderators is one year. For readers, it's six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you're going to press star 1 to unmute your phone. And once you're done sharing, let us know. Say pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today, we begin our study in this uh, wonderful part of the book. It's called The Preface. 
It's on the Roman numeral page with the X and the I. <laughs> and it is starting with, this is the fourth edition of the book. We're going to read those two paragraphs. I will now ask Martha Z to begin reading. Go ahead, Martha. Good morning, Jen. This is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Preface. This is the fourth edition of the book Alcoholics Anonymous. The first edition appeared in April 1939, and in the following 16 years, more than 300,000 copies went into circulation. The second edition, published in 1955, reached a total of more than 1,150,500 copies. The third edition, which came off press in 1976, achieved a circulation of approximately 19,550,000 in all formats. Because this book has become a basic text for society and has helped such large numbers of alcoholic men and women to recover, there exists, among, there exists strong sentiment against any radical changes being made in it. Therefore, the first portion of this volume describing the AA recovery program has been left untouched in the course of revisions made for the second, third, and fourth editions. The section called The Doctor's Opinion has been kept intact, just as originally written in 1939 by the late Dr. William D. Silkworth, our society's great medical benefactor. And good morning, my friends in recovery. Boy, I was challenged even to be able to read those numbers. Um, so I just wanted to start with where it talks about this being the basic text. And um, it talks about how there's a radical, there's a, there's a strong sentiment against any radical changes being made in it. And I thought, you know, textbooks, they usually get altered all the time. And I thought this is just more evidence about how God-inspired this book was. So um, anyway... That's what I wanted to say about that. And then the word recovery is mentioned two times. So um, on Tuesday that just passed, I celebrated 33 years in, in um, recovery. And um, I, that is, I can't even describe how miraculous that is. But I, I just thought I would just share about um, what recovery means to me. So anyway... When I, th I think about recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, like it seemed hopeless. I was very hopeless, but it turned out not to be. And um, anyway, so um, I love on page 27 where it says, ideas, emotions, and attitudes were once the guiding forces were suddenly cast to one side. A completely new set of conceptions began to dominate them. And that's what happened to me in my recovery. Like I was very, I was just thinking about myself and just barely trying to get through. And um, I actually, today I actually care about other people and, and um, how it can be helpful to them. I'm much more other-centered, which is, is miraculous too. And then on 84 and 85, they have the 10-step promises and they talk about position of neutrality and the problem has been removed. So that's a, a fantastic read um, but anyway I went, when I started out like I was just happy to just have some relief from struggling with food and weight and, um, and, and I did get that relief but I really thought in the beginning that if I was just doing what I thought God wanted me to do that nothing bad would happen in my life and I've, in the years there have been many very challenging things happen 
And um, but the most miraculous thing about that is, is at no time did food come in to solve as an option to solve it. And that that's just beyond miraculous. But anyway, um, so physical part first, and then then I started to be able to to be able to get some emotional and spiritual um, sobriety. And um, emotionally, just today, like just being at peace is is the thing that I value the most. I am so grateful not to be struggling with food and weight, but I am I am more grateful to just have a peaceful mind. And when I'm not peaceful, I have a way to get there. Like I have my ten step, I can I can you know see where my the responsibility is mine in in my disturbance. And um, anyway, so. I'm so grateful for that. But I think most of all, like this program, I wasn't looking for it. It gave me a relationship with with a power greater than myself that could help me with my whole life. So anyway, I just wanted to thank you all for being part of my recovery. Thanks for letting me share. Hey, thank you, Martha Z, for kicking us off, and happy 33rd birthday. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So we value everybody's experience on the line that's here today. We do ask that you limit your shares to every third day. That way others can share their experience, strength, and hope as well. So who would like to share on what was read today? Go ahead and give me uh, your name. Debbie S. Debbie S. Abby. Anna W. Sorry, did you say? Lisa B. Hold on just a second. Thank you. Anna W. Um, Debbie, I said Debbie S, but it's not Debbie. Did you say it's Hannah? It's Anna. Abby. Anna, thank you. So I started off with Anna S, then I got somebody W. Could you repeat your first name, please? Oh, Abby Anna S. W. Anna W and Abby S. Woo-wee. Okay, Anna W, Abby. Thanks for your patience, everybody. Okay. Abby S. I love these new voices. Abby S. Anna W. Lisa B. And then I have an. Okay, then Anna said her name again. Who else is out there? Sam S. Sam, thanks. Anyone else? All right, so let's try this. Uh, Abby S. Anna W. Lisa B and Sam S. I think that's what we have, but if I'm still wrong, would you just mind uh, correcting me when you get up uh, to pitch? Thanks so much. Abby S, go right ahead. You'll need to press star one, Abby. Hello, my name is Abby S, recovered in Michigan. Um, Grateful to be here this morning at the start of the process. And what stood out to me today was society, because this book has become the basic text for our society. It's a capital S, and so it's like, it, it seems kind of like a mysterious word, like society. Um, you know, now there's so many fellowships that have grown from this book, and society with a capital S is just like, it's just this group of God-inspired people that are living together and I and and working towards a common purpose and I looked up the word society and it means people living together in a more or less ordered community and like this is very ordered we have a step like we have 
we have exact instructions on how to recover, you know, steps one through 12. And um, we are very ordered in our meetings and very structured in our formats and, you know, how long we can stay. It's just, it is, it's, it's, it's order to my life that I had never had before. Like my life was so disorderly before I came to program. And I love like structure and routine and, you know, procedures and, you know, I do my 11th step, do my 10th step. It's like, it's very like planned out for me. And that is great for someone like me. Um, and then the other definition of society is an organization formed for a, an organization or a club formed for a particular purpose or activity. And so we're not just here like sharing about our lives, like we're here for a specific purpose to recover and share this message. And so it's good to be around people who, you know, we have a purpose. We're not just like hanging out without a goal. And um, and it's a capital S, so it's God inspired. And I'm here to learn about God and share that with others. So thanks for letting me share an attack. Hey, thanks so much for getting us started. Abby S. from Michigan. Up next, we have Anna W. followed by Lisa B. Good morning to you, Anna. Hi, good morning, everybody. Um, so nervous. I, um, I Today's day 11 of abstinence in recovery, not just abstinence without recovery. And um, I am starting to work this program after years and years of relapse, doing the relapse dance. And so, Yesterday I chickened out, not, I didn't share, um, but starting at the preface is sort of symbolic for me because I, in all of my years trying to become abstinent and, and actually recover, I, I didn't actually buy a big book. I, I can't, I can't, uh, I don't really know why. Um, it was just something I wasn't willing to do, but this time around, um, why it's symbolic for me is that I am willing to do so much more. I'm willing to do this with my hair on fire. And I bought a big book. And yesterday, um, I opened it and I sat down and I listened to the meeting and we started on the title page. And then today, and we're, we're on the preface. And yesterday, I put my first day of abstinence date on that title page. Um, and it felt so good. It felt right. Um, it felt like I was finally surrendering to a lot of my will and what was preventing me from recovering. And so, like, I woke up this morning and I was compelled to share. I wasn't willing to share ever. So afraid and of my words and a lot of that was ego. So I, I woke up and I was compelled to share. And I'm like, I, I got to do it. I don't want to do it, but I got to get out of this comfort zone and just be willing to be vulnerable. And so it's amazing that I was able to be the second speaker. Um, and so thank you all for all of your shares and being here and listening. I'm so grateful and, uh, and willing to surrender today. Anyway, have a wonderful day, and I pass. Cool. Thanks, Anna W., for getting on. Glad you're here. Thanks for your share. Brings hope to everybody. Lisa B., you're up next, and then we'll have Sam S. Go ahead. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm in South Carolina. Thank you, Jen, and for everyone that's here doing service. Um, 
I love that it's telling me that this book is our text, and that means we study it for its instruction. And, you know, I just kept praying that God would speak through me because I haven't shared in a while and I wanted to get on. And, the, you know, even though the word enthusiasm is not in this reading, that's what jumps out for me is there is enthusiasm. I need to have enthusiasm. And the reason I love this book is because it's not about my opinion um, or my it's really about a, a form, like a form that I follow. You know, it's a it's an outline, it's a plan of action that I take. And when I worked with my sponsor, it really wasn't about her opinions or speculation. It was about her experience, you know. And working with someone that's recovered, that has experience on how to apply what's in this book, is really what saved my life. And it talks about Dr. Silkworth being our benefactor. And a benefactor is a person who gives money or other help to a person or cause. And, you know, there's nothing like being a compulsive overeater that's not in the solution, that has no hope, and then cracking open the doctor's opinion with someone that is truly recovered, that has experienced that state of neutrality with the food, and learning, you know, what, what the problem is, that I have this allergy that makes my, it mandates that my body respond to it. And I might eat an alcoholic food on day one and then think I'm fine, and then three or four days later wake up and decide, to have a binge and I'm thinking I'm planning that binge, you know, but I'm not. I'm doing it against my will, but I don't know it. That's what I learned in the doctor's opinion. And I love how it talks about any radical changes. I was an addict. Like I am a radical person and I can be my own worst enemy and I can be an enemy of this fellowship, of this program. And that's why in working with others, I can be very destructive, but when I stay in this book and follow this as the outline, that this is what we do, like, I'm, for the most part, I can be helpful. I can, I can be helpful sharing my experience, not my opinions. You know what else? There's nothing worse than going to a big book meeting or a step study and people sharing that haven't done the step, and they're sharing what it might be like, you know, and I'm so grateful to be around people that have done this work that have gone on before me. Um, so anyways, I'm so glad to be here and I'm glad that we have this, this text. I'm grateful for it. I can keep cracking it open and there's something new for me to read and learn and, and glean from it every time I take someone through. And I was scared to death of sponsoring, but when I found that I just go by the book, share my experience and we stay in the book, you know, and I don't have to be like a, a fix it person or a counselor. So I'm glad to be here. I pass. Thanks so much, Lisa B. Okay, up next we have Sam S. Sam, before you get started, let me tell everybody where we're at. We're in the preface on page XI. Uh, we read two paragraphs. This is the fourth edition, ending in uh, Society's Great Medical Benefactor. So go ahead, Sam S. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for leading. Good morning, everybody. I'm Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Bristol, Rhode Island. and you know, what I love about the preface here is I used to read about the copies and circulations and used it as a way to kind of stump the big book at people. This is the only way. Um, but what I've come to realize today is I'm just so grateful for the uncertainty in how God uses things in this book. And I, I can assume that a, a group of drunks did not think that this program of recovery could and would help a girl like me, a girl that 
just lived in a in a state of complete hell, going one gamble, one calorie, one exercise session at a time, just trying to figure out how to get things right. And I just didn't know. And I had this false illusion that if I could just get to this pant size or be able to eat this moderately, then I would be free. And um, and I had a life that was completely in chains. And I was trying to fit a key into the wrong lock. And what I found is that with this program of recovery that was written for and by a group of drunks um, works. It works for a girl like me, a state of entire abstinence and working the steps have given me the right key to the right lock, which is the key to God. That's really the true key of freedom. And I just, I just love that. I love how we stand as a witness to the miracles in this program of how good God is and how this program can work not just for people, um, not just for alcoholics, but for me, the true compulsive eater. I am so grateful. I'm grateful that this was published. I am not a girl that shares things by nature um, to help people. I'm a girl that keeps things back so that way I have like a secret weapon. And um, I'm really glad that these these people were God-inspired to share, to share um, the path the path to God. And I just think that this little publication is a way to show us how good God is and how, how he works and that we never know. We never know, but we get to experience a miracle. And I feel like I do that when I get to, to trudge this, uh, this road with all of you. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful it's possible. And I'm grateful that there's no, there's nothing secrets all laid out here. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Jen. Thank you, Sam S. from Rhode Island. All right. So we do value everyone's experience that's on the line with us this morning. We do ask that you limit your share to every third day. That way others might share their experience too. Who would like to share on the two paragraphs that were read this morning in the preface? Lisa N. Wisconsin. Hi, Lisa. Meg D. in North Carolina. Sorry, was Shelby. it Meg B or D as in dog? D as in dog or delta. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Toby? Toby. Toby W. in Massachusetts. Okay. Adrian Lisa. N. Adrian. N in Florida. Mm-hmm. Nancy C. Pamela R.P. Was it Pamela? Pamela R. Put an R into Pamela. Oh, thank you. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I got Lisa. I got Meg. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I got Lisa, Meg, Toby, W, Adrian, Nancy, and Pamela R. Anyone else? All right. Let's hear this group. Lisa N, go right ahead. Press star one, Lisa, so we can hear you. I am so sorry about that. I thought I was unmuted. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you for your service, Jen. Anyway, I guess um, what I am just astonished by is the number of books, especially in 1976, 
19 million. Um, that is like an incredible amount. And I know how books have changed my life over the years. I feel like, actually, I always feel like I'm called to a book or a title. I'm, um, I feel like um, there's a reason for me to read books and certain ones. And it's not necessarily, oh, I just like the title. It's something inside of me that calls me. And I believe that that's what happened with these people who bought these books. And many of them were probably wives, mothers, girlfriends, friends, uh, not just the um, alcoholics themselves, but seekers. And, um, and I think that God really blesses seekers. I've been blessed, I should say, as a seeker. Um, you know, when the student is ready, the book will appear, the teacher will appear. And um, I just feel like this is such a beautiful um, testimony about what kind of creator there is in the universe, one that wants to help, one that wants our best interest to be had, and just um, a healer a healer. And that's what I have found books do. And in particular, the um, Alcoholics Big Book. I, I mean, this, this big book is just amazing. Every time it's, I read something every day, something different stands out for me. I've heard many, many people say that on the line. You can't not learn something special. So anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Lisa. And from Wisconsin, up next, we have Meg D., followed by Toby W. Good morning, Meg. Where are you calling from today? North Carolina. Um, I'm Meg, and I'm a compulsive overeater. And um, I, I was uh, drawn to just look into a couple words, basic text, um, from this reading this morning and look at it uh, in the definitions category. And uh, I found forming basic is forming an essential foundation or starting point, fundamental, and also the essential facts or principles of a subject or skill. And another one, simple and not complicated, so able to provide the base or starting point from which something can develop, and important, necessary, and essential, which I'd already found. Um, and then uh, the word text, something considered as an object to be examined, and also the original words of something written or printed in its primary form, as opposed to a paraphrase or translation. And uh, I was just struck by the fact that they keep <clears throat> trying to make this text better and more contemporary. Uh, and for the most part, what they've done is uh, helped us readers understand uh, better and uh, how this how this miracle came and uh, I am very grateful to be part of this fellowship and to have the hope to become recovered and know 
that I have such wonderful, rich resources in the fellowship. So I'm Meg from North Carolina. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Meg. All right, up next we have Toby W. followed by Adrian M. Good morning, Toby. Good morning, Jen. Um, I was reading this. I don't think I read this before. I read it, but I just read it. And I'm looking at it again as other people have said, as the text. And because recovery occurs in this book, this text is vital to my life. Uh, with the help of God, today is 27 days, and I haven't had that in years. And but that's just days of abstinence. That doesn't that doesn't help me. Well, it helps me, but it doesn't mean that I'm certainly recovered by any stretch of the imagine, imagination. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I'm just <laughs> verklempt, as Barbara Streisand has said, which means overly excited about starting this from the very beginning and working with a sponsor that has taken me through this stuff. And I'm just so grateful. I just had to get on and say that, and I pass. Okay, sorry about that. Toby, so glad you're here. Um, Next up, we have Adrian M. followed by Nancy C. Hey, Adrian. Hi, this is Adrian, as in Nancy. Um, I I don't know what I, you know, like something came up when I heard this this morning, and it's like, I think it's very controversial, but it's like this is the basic text and and I hate to get into religion, but it's like each religion has its own basic text, and usually the people that follow that are called fundamentalists myself, I follow the basic text. I'm a fundamentalist of of the you know the AA program or the OA program in that you know we have in OA we've come out with many many different books and some of them I feel are um not following the basic text in in what they suggest or say is okay or you know, how people interpret it. So I just felt like, oh, wow, you know, like I've been trying to get close to my higher power. I'm trying to follow what it says in the book, word for word. And today is a very big day for me. Um, I'm going to contract on a house, and I'm just trying to put everything by how this book 
me to do it. And I'm just like praying nonstop that whatever I pick, whatever I say, whatever comes up is the best for me because God is controlling everything. And um, it's okay to be a fundamentalist in, in my book, you know, at least. And, um, and thank you for listening. Thanks so much. appreciate your share this morning. That was Adrian N. I didn't catch where you were from. If you're still on the line, Adrian? Yeah, Florida. Oh, perfect. Thanks so much. So Adrian N. is in Nancy from Florida. Up next, we do have Nancy. It's Nancy C. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, fellows, and everybody who's working today um, to make this meeting possible. Um, I'm Nancy C., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And yesterday, I was sitting here smiling, and I'm doing the same thing today because this program has taught me how to get rid of my prejudices, right? And it started with when I got on these lines and um, started working with my um, sponsor. And the first thing we did was crack open the book and look at the title page. And I was like, are you kidding? We're looking at a title page. <laughs> and what I got out of learning that title page was like, oh, my God, now I'm a nerd. Now I'm looking at the title page and now the preface of a book. And the richness of what comes out of the shares and the history and the knowledge of what's in this textbook is amazing that I'm just laughing at myself going, I don't know what I don't know. And God reveals more to me every day that I show up, strap up, and get out of the driver's seat. When I started this program, I was getting out of the driver's seat, but man, my, my foot was still on the gas because I thought I needed to control this. And today I know the more I let go and that I listen to the wisdom in these rooms and what came out of this book. And keeping this book intact is really important to me. Um, for years I sat in meetings where I heard, oh, it's so sexist. I'm not, I can't, I, the words just drive me crazy. Every word today in this book is gold to me because it teaches me, it's that roadmap that gets me to God. And that's why I'm here today is to open that channel and be open to God and bring somebody else along with me. So if you're new on the line, this is a perfect place to be. The preface is where it's at today, guys, and let's stick it and let's uh, learn from everyone else. Great shares, and I'm looking forward to hearing from everyone else. Thanks. Hey, thanks so much, Nancy C. from Michigan. And next, up next, we have Pamela R. Pamela, if you'll give me the first initial of your last name and where you're calling from, glad to have you here with us this morning. Good morning. Um, I'm Pamela B. as in boy, and I'm calling from Michigan, Detroit. Um, grateful to be here. Thank you so much for your service. Oh, my God. So grateful to be here again at the very beginning of the book. So I've been around a few Sundays or two, and uh, this definitely isn't my first trip on the rodeo. But I tell you, it's a great one. I really do. I enjoy this and uh, haven't been um, as uh, – well, anyways, let me get started here. I'll talk about that another time. So I love the preference because, first of all, when it talks about um, 
it just went out like a brush fire, you know. They started printing this book. People started asking for it. They were mailing it. I mean, they got this book out. They got the message out. And then it goes on to say, because this book has become the basic text, see, I always love reading the book from the beginning because in the beginning on the title page, it goes, how many thousands of men and women have recovered the story of the story of. So it, it starts off saying it's a story. And the one thing I know for sure, I love a good story. I love a good story. I like to hear a good story. I like to tell a good story, okay? And it goes from story, and then it hits me right here in the puppet, a basic text. Oh, crap. I don't want to learn nothing else. You know, I'm looking to get a story. That's all I want to get, you know? And then it goes on to say, but it's helped large numbers of alcoholic men and women to recover. There exist strong sentiments against any radical change. So now here we have a textbook, and we have a textbook that has not changed for 80, at least this, this, um, the first 64, 164 pages have not changed for roughly 84 years. What textbook does that, you know? For any of you who've ever gone to school, any school, any university, you know, college, whatever, those books change because they're currently updating the information. And what I find so comforting about this book, it's like, you know, it's like the seasons. The seasons don't change. Every year you can anticipate on having a spring, a winter, a summer, a fall. It's comforting because, you know, after the the winter, especially the ones we have in here, I can't wait to see the spring, you know. But the point is, it's that it never changes. It's consistent. It does what it does. And we're getting exactly what, well, I get exactly what I need when I follow the instructions, you know. It's just like when you want to learn something, you go and you get a book to learn. And this has been a big learning curve for me. I never learned it uh, in, in, in life. I, I didn't get that, that book that everybody else had. I got a different Time, please. And thank you. And so I'm very grateful today that this is my textbook for life. Thanks for letting me share in advance. Thank you for getting on, Pamela R.B. from Michigan. All right. So we still have a lot of time on the clock and uh, people can still share. We're in the preface, page XI. We read two paragraphs today. This is the fourth edition. Um, heading down to the second paragraph, ending with society's great medical benefactor. Um, we value your experience. We ask that you share every other, every third day. Um, so who else would like to share this morning, please? Karen K. Karen. I didn't hear the second person. It sounded like you were in a car, but then I heard um, Darian K. Sheer S. Is it Sheer? Yes. F is in Frank. Okay. Thank you. Andy C. And Andy, let's stop there. So I'm sorry, whoever was in the car, um, your connection was not very good, but I did get Karen K. Darian K. Share Sheer F and Andy C, I believe. So let's take it away from there. Go ahead, Karen.
Good morning. My name is Karen Kay from Syracuse, New York, and I just love love the prefaces and the um, the very beginning because it lays a foundation. Um, I don't have to recreate the wheel. The text has been written. All I have to do is follow it, and it's all from there. I mean, the shares have been wonderful this morning. I just wanted to say hello and. I'm so glad that I don't have to do the work to write this book. The only thing I need to do is suit up, show up, and follow the text and follow the simple set of instructions. And with that, I will pass. And thank you for your service, John. Sorry, I'm sorry about the car. Bye. <laughs> it's okay. Glad you're joining us, Karen Kay, up there in Syracuse, New York. Uh, up next, we have Darian Kay, followed by Cher F. Sheer F. Gosh, I'm so sorry. Okay, Darian, go right ahead. Hi, Jen. Can you hear me okay? I can. Oh, good. Okay, this is Darian Case from the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Uh, in recovery, recovered. Oh, just super, super grateful to hear everybody. I'm just, my heart is just like racing with joy. It's just, oh, I love, love, love the shares. And um, everybody's had so much like poetic wisdom. It's just beautiful. Um, and what a shame in the past that I never read, you know, the title page, the preface, the doctor's opinion, all those things were not a chapter. <laughs> and I guess it comes, I think it comes from too that I'm not a book reader, that I, I think I probably had comprehension problems when I was growing up. And so a big book, <laughs> the big book, um, would intimidate me. It would just be like, whoa, um, no, I think I'll find something <laughs> more simple. Um, and so this meeting, I love this meeting for that reason, because you break it down to small um, pieces that I can understand and comprehend and digest and really get something from, internalize. Um, and I so, so appreciate that. I think that's why I fell in love with this meeting, because it's just, um, it just gives me exactly what I need to understand um, the big book um, of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and I was thinking too, someone shared on what text is, you know, when I work in the schools and I help kids find text and evidence and, um, you know, how important is that, you know, that we have this um, primary text, this original text that we can go into and search out the answers. Um, and there is so much evidence to cite, um, you know, um, to, to help us in our recovery. And then we have the people on the line here that are human evidence of how this program works, you know, um, you know, walking, breathing, beautiful people that do this trudge every day. Um, and it's, it's just such a beautiful thing. So I really, really appreciate everybody and um, warm hugs to you in Colorado. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Gary and Kay. Good to hear you this morning. And then Cher F, you're up next. I'd like for you to spell your name if you would. That way I, we can find you on the contact list, number list, please and thanks. Hi, Jen. I'm, yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. I pressed the wrong button on my phone. <laughs> um, so my name is Shear, S-H-I-R, and my last initial is F as in Frank. Awesome. Thank you. Go right ahead. I'm in northern New York. And um, I just have to share a story. I've loved all the shares so far, and thank you, Jen, for leading the meeting. Um, I... <laughs> I learned about vision when I was at a weekend retreat with one of the editors of the new OA 12 and 12. 
and the entire weekend was devoted to studying the new OA 12 and 12, which is great. Um, but what was interesting is all the people, including the workshop leader who had worked on the OA 12 and 12, were big book people. <laughs> and they were all kind of skeptical of the OA literature. And they were all, uh, maybe not all, but a majority of them were vision listeners. And they were like, you really need to listen to vision. And I got on and I was like, this is crazy. One paragraph at a time and phone meeting and there's so many voices at once and I couldn't handle it. Um, and I went away for a while and then I got a sponsor and she was like, no, no, you really <laughs> have to listen to vision. And I came back to it with an open mind and I was like, wow, there is so much in each paragraph. Um, and then, but, you know, and I really wanted to be here this week specifically to be like, how do they deal with the beginning of the book? And I've been just so amazed by the connections people make because this group is a living big book. Um, I've heard someone say, you know, I may be the only big book somebody gets to hear. And we both get the book and the people who have, who are living it. And I'm so grateful for that. And I think if I had not read the, I've been in OA for 22 years and I had never read the doctor's opinion. And once I read that, my world broke open. You know, it's like, oh, okay, this is why this is the way it is. And I've got to figure out how to, you know, I had let go of my primary addiction. However, um, I didn't know where to go from that, from there. It's like, okay, but I'm still having food issues. Um, and I didn't know about the mental twist and about the fact that even when I had the substance out of my body and the cravings had gone away, I still wanted things and I still could not keep myself out of the kitchen. Um, and I still couldn't keep my mind from obsessing about food. And now I have a text um, that has helped so many people recover and I have a higher power and I've been delving more deeply into who that higher power is. I still don't know or what it, what they are because that's I've decided that they are not a who but a, a, a multiple a multiplicity. I don't even know, but I just know that when I pray, when I follow the steps, um, when I follow directions from my sponsor and from others, and I make connection with all of you living big books, um, I'm recovering, and it just feels amazing. I, I'm on an incredible journey, and I'm so grateful that I was introduced to this fellowship and this book, and with that, I pass. Down to the minute. Thanks, sister. All right. That's Sheer F, S-H-I-R-F from New York. All right. Up next, we have Andy C. Andy, I think you'll be our last share today. Go right ahead. Hi, hi, Jen. It's actually Sandy C, I'm pretty sure. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm Sandy C. Thanks, Sandy C. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. Okay. Go right ahead. All right. Mm -hmm. Thanks. So I'm pretty sure I can't get through this without sobbing. So, um, uh, we're celebrating the book, right? We're celebrating publishing. We're celebrating paper and pencil and all those beautiful things. And um, the last sentence of the first paragraph, the third edition, which came off the press in 1976, achieved a circulation of approximately 19.5 million in all formats. And um, the reason I'm crying is because I'm looking at my mother's third edition of the book. So I have 
one of those 19 million copies in my hand. And I also have my fourth edition with my, um, you know, scribbles and highlights and my duct taped cover to keep it safe. My mother's third edition is leather bound. It's gold embossed with her um, initials on the front. And on the um, title page where it says Alcoholics Anonymous, she wrote notes in pencil made at Big Book Seminar 587, Pompano Beach, Florida. And um, I just tell you all that to tell you that my recovery is is because of her recovery. And she she's, she's passed now for five years. She would be so pleased to hear me on this call sharing my recovery with you guys. And she would be so pleased, and I hope you're pleased to know that your recovery has an effect beyond anything that you can imagine. And um, it's all part of God's plan, and it's a beautiful thing. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Seriously, Sandy, thank you so much. That's so awesome. The proof is in the preface, people. I'm glad you're here today with us on a Vision for You Big Book Study. Um, we have about one minute. Anybody desiring to just kick in and say something real quick on what we read? Or we can just close it down with that. I think that was beautiful. <laughs> and then everybody gets unmuted. Priscilla, go right ahead. Priscilla, you have one minute. We might have gotten remuted. All right. Well, we'll just stop there. And um, thank you, everyone, for an awesome morning uh, this morning, getting started in the preface um, here on A Vision for You. This is why we study the big book. Thanks to everybody who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Now, if you couldn't hear it all, if you didn't hear it all, or you couldn't write your notes fast enough like I couldn't, you can go back and listen to the share ID for uh, today. Today's Thursday, February 17th, 2022 at 7 a.m. Uh, and the share ID number is 18,565. That's 18565. So we're now going to close uh, with a reading from the big book. It's at the other end, 164, followed by the serenity prayer. So will Sam S. please read A Vision for You. Got it. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.